Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone, welcome back to another week of Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebuff, and joining me for this and every episode are my co-hosts, Friends and colleagues, Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski, and uh, got a nice eight-game slate to look ahead to on Tuesday night. Not as busy as it normally gets on Tuesday, but that's because we have a, a decent Monday card um, as well. Fun schedule coming our way in the National Hockey League. Uh, but that About time. Yeah. About time. <laughs> um, but even a shortened slate won't stop us uh, from finding some some underdogs for you right off the jump. We each got one. Uh and Nick, you can go first. Yeah, I like the New Jersey Devils in this game on Tuesday versus the Canucks. I'm pretty much viewing this as 50-50 that um, the Devils completely just show out and dominate the game and uh, find a way to do it without with some lesser goaltending. The other side of it, I do get that their team's been a lot sloppier than Vancouver. They have lesser goaltending. But I actually still feel pretty confident that Vancouver just gets caved in in this game. The Devils remind me a lot right now over the last five games of the Oilers before they've gone on this small run. And I know that doesn't like prove a ton, but they're just, they play at such a speed and they're so aggressive and they just own the puck and create chance after chance. And it is ugly when it doesn't work, but I still have faith that things are kind of moving in the right direction. I think we're getting a bit of a discount on this number because Dougie Hamilton's out. I also think the replacement value isn't as bad as it seems because Nemich is going to be sick. He had a really good debut, even if it got a little ugly there. So I don't love it, but I still think I just have to power rate the Devils above Vancouver, which which seems kind of insane. But like, and I just think moving forward, they're they're still going to be a really good team, and that we are getting kind of a discounted number. The Canucks have come down to earth; they're five and five in their last ten. So, to me, it just feels like the Canucks—they're going to be like a what, like a ninety-two point team the rest of the way. I, I'm not necessarily low on them, but I think we're getting a good time to buy on the Devils here. And then the other spot I'll throw out there, I think this is a good spot to look at potentially Demco saves line because I really think the Devils come out here and uh, own more of the play. And the other thing, like the Canucks 
They played pretty well in that Saturday game. Zadarov worked out okay. I still think that in time, Myers and Zadarov is going to be a horrible pairing, and they did deploy them in some big spots. Like, I want to see that pairing play Jack Hughes in this game. I want to see that matchup go that way. So we'll see. I think it could be an interesting... uh, It's going to be a really interesting game. I can see kind of both sides of it, but I think if you're getting... Like, there's better than plus money on the Devils out there at the time of recording. I think that's, that's a good bet. It just feels like... I kind of see both sides of it, but I think the Devils are in with a 50-50 shot here. Uh, I'm going to say most of my thoughts on this one till the end, but I will note that I am very excited for uh, the market to kind of just completely over-adjust to New Jersey's struggles here and the, the Hamilton injury and the goaltending. And uh, I want to see where where we end up um, because I think, as you noted, with like you guys were talking about with the Oilers and we've seen with the Wild, there's going to come a time where uh, if, if you stick with it, it'll it does. Up. But there's also like you look, the Oilers didn't get that low. The Wild kind of the same. And then there's the Flames. Like, I think these teams with solid rosters and that are moving play in the right, right direction. They don't bottom out as much as you'd hope, I think. Yeah, the, I mean, their bottoming out is is not like, you know, you're not going to get dealt San Jose Sharks numbers, but you're going to get. Uh, I thought the Oilers bottom out, bottomed out decently. I mean, I don't know. Before they really got going, there were some of those ones you were you guys thought I was like nuts for saying they were like a decent bet. No, and that's because uh, I thought that. And I think that's because they were you were bought you bought the bottom of the bottom out. Yeah. And you were but, getting... but they like weren't that low. Like they were minus thirty versus Vegas and everyone was like, You think that's a decent bet? And luckily they weren't in a few <laughs> Yeah, out. that was was but... that Vegas on the second night of a back to back or first night? Second night, no yeah. no right. Shay Theodore. Right. Um, like I thought that got pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. It's just relative to the team. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see where, like where they, like, it's not like if the Isles lost eight in a row, giving up 40 shots. No, nah, they're <laughs> five, one and one in the last seven. Uh, uh Tim. Should I, should I, um, should I go back? Uh, should I go against Nick here on this Vancouver while we're here or what? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to lean Vancouver here and, um, all the reasons you mentioned that, you know, the devils are kind of like, you know, being a little undervalued here because of the injuries and whatnot. Look, you kind of compared them to Edmonton. And I think that Edmonton at least has had to play this game of outscoring their deficiencies for a pretty long time. Like, I think Edmonton's pretty used to doing that. I don't know how used to doing that. New Jersey is and maybe on the come up with these young stars they they kind of had to do that but at least, I think I was more still categorizing them in the field of hey they're just a cute little young team in the in the in those previous years I just don't know how ready they are to do that quite yet and these deficiencies are, are really glaring I mean the goaltending is is horrendous and like it, when it rains it pours I'm not like the biggest Dougie Hamilton fan but just it feels like cluster not cluster injuries but just cluster uh, chaos in their back end and I I think that Vancouver just charts as a team that is going to make less mistakes than the Devils are and that's why I kind of see the price fair on the, the Devils and why I want to play the Devils I mean, excuse me uh, why I think the price is fair on Vancouver and why I want to play Vancouver Um, yeah I'll be with you later in the show uh, I like the Senators as my underdog they're hosting the Rangers we've been really uh talking up that this Rangers start is legitimate. Now they're playing with fire. <laughs> like they, they're, like It's getting to a point now where you got to say things are starting to show that maybe like they'll come down a bit. I'm not saying that they're 
you know, it's like as Nick always caveats with the the Canucks, we're not saying that this is a bad team or anything, and they've certainly established themselves as the class of the Metro Division. And I don't, I'm not saying that that's going to change here overnight. Um, but it does look like things are starting to come undone a little bit. Um, a six-five win against the Sharks. I know Jonathan Quick was not that good uh, in that He's one. Seven zero and one. He's seven zero and one. But they, I mean, they fell behind to the Preds. The Preds just absolutely tilted it uh, in that early going on Saturday. The Rangers come back, and that's the thing with this team is why they're so frustrating to bet against. Is you can go up three nothing on them, look like the best team in the world in the first eighteen minutes, but you give the Rangers a power play, they're going to score on it. They're so clinical. Um, and the Senators team, it's it's not been fun. Thomas Shabbat injury again. I mean, the, it's it's ugly there in Ottawa. But um, I do think that at some point, this Rangers team, you're going to get paid off going against them because they just can't. What's that uh, that line in from Breaking Bad? You, you can't keep getting away with this. At this point, it's we're in that territory. Uh, so I, I like Ottawa as my underdog at, at plus 120. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes up a bit. Uh, any thoughts there? Rangers and Sens. Nick. I think that line you just said from Breaking Bad is how I think about the Senators and all the takes here in the summer that it's the year they're going to turn it around. And this year I got swept up in it. And now I'm just like, screw this team. I'm, I'm not that. <laughs> I've had enough. They're completely let me down every time. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they'll get going with Shabbat. But it, it feels like it's a relatively close number right now. I'm looking. The Rangers are minus 132. I feel like that is kind of like you're saying uh that maybe they haven't been as insane as a record but i also think looks about fair to me um i am waiting on dj smith to get fired i mean like, yes what, what, what is what are we waiting around for um, i don't know i think something needs to happen it just feels like they're they're dead they're not that scrappy old senators team i don't think at all now they're like the disappointing underwhelming team with actual talent that's just not doing shit so ugh. and that and that's why I'm going to give them one more chance. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm going to bet them and and then hopefully I can say, well, go fire the coach. Okay. Take my money and go fire the coach because if they lose, it'll be, they'll have lost four or five, you know, off to a nine. And at that point would be an 11 start. It's just, it can't happen. This team had way too high of aspirations and expectations to look like this. And I am going to do the, they can't keep getting away with this fade against fade the Rangers. If I pull up my action app, adjust for the Rangers, probably be down 10 units fade in the Rangers this year, but one more time one and then time. fire the I, damn coach. Yeah. To, to be a little fair to the Sens too, I guess if you they are, they played so few games, like if they yeah, were win it, three in a row, their records suddenly 12 and 10, it looks okay. But Yep. And right. I mean, they're ever going to do that every year. A team gets dealt the strangest schedule from the national hockey league. The, I think the Islanders had it that, that year where they were obviously on the road because they're opening the new building and then the COVID stuff, the senators this year, it's there's, bizarre, uh, there's bizarre. been so many of them though. Like that Columbus game, I was lucky because I don't think I posted it to the app, but I was actually kind of big on the senators there because the openers thought it was such a good spot. You just go into Columbus yep. fully rested, get a two oh get a two nothing lead and like yep. it was like what the what is happening right it's, now? Yeah. No, they're they're bizarre. I think that the this I do think the schedule it's not an excuse, but it is kind of muddying the picture. Because the picture could be that this team isn't good, but it's also just the fact that they're seven games behind some teams. And it's not like the the Sweden trip has completely thrown their schedule off because you look at uh Toronto, Detroit, and Minnesota, I think they've each played three or four more games than Ottawa. They 
they played the Islanders. They came back from Sweden. They had five days off or whatever. They played the Islanders and they had five days off again. Like this is just so weird. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, like Tim said, I, I think that th- this is the one that you, it's almost a, a save your coach kind of spot coming home and playing a team that you could like the, the senators could very well out shoot and out chance the Rangers here and lose five one. And uh, it'll look just so ugly on uh, paper that you get, you gotta just make a change, uh, and there's good coaches out there. Like there, there are two coaches out there that have taken over teams mid-season within the last four or five years and taken them on runs. Runs. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, two leave off to to your point where or Nick, you said that if they rattled off a couple wins here, they'll all of a sudden have a be above five hundred and we'll be going, oh, okay, not bad. But that's why I think that firing the coaches like, of the utmost importance sure. now because yep. this is where the ship is about to tip like the season's not lost yep. that's right. probably what they're thinking though is their perspective is he's not had that long that many games and it's been weird schedule like mike said but yeah uh, i don't know all right uh let's do it this is on i knew this was coming uh and i don't disagree with it so let's just go <laughs> yeah, baby. My underdog is the San Jose Sharks at the New York Islanders. Um, Sharks getting north of plus 230 here. I, I, the way I see it, these are identical teams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like half kidding in that the Islanders just should not be laying no. a price like this. They, You were talking before we hit record. They're so banged up the Islanders and I I love how they're coming back from a little down south trip and then coming back home here uh San Jose on a road trip they just played the Rangers I, I just think it's a the Islanders don't do enough I think to be able to put the San Jose Sharks away and my evidence is they don't do enough to put pretty much anybody away. That's been the Islanders' mo, and it's funny. You think the Islanders? What they've won two in a row now, Leboff? Two in a row. This... They're five, one and one in the last seven. I think they've got the most points of any team in like over their last eight games. It's, it's you said biz- bizarre. Honestly. You sound like a, a a college football coach when they they list off all their like top twenty five wins or whatever. Like yeah. I, I mean, the, losing here would be a perfect microcosm of their season. And that just when things start to go well, they shit the bed again, like they do in games and win two in a row, come at home, play the San Jose Sharks. And the San Jose Sharks don't go away. They're pesky. They've won three of five. I just don't think the Sharks are going to let up. They have enough fight here that they're not going to roll over and the Islanders don't blow anyone out. So it's good for a little roll the dice for a plus 230. And I almost, almost made it my best bet too, not just my underdog. I. I'm going to give out a number here and and it doesn't have any betting value, but it kind of tells the story of the Islanders is to your point, Tim, that they don't put anybody away. And they also don't really get put away either. There's been one empty net goal scored in Islander game seasons this year. They haven't, they're the only team in the league that hasn't scored an empty net goal. Like, cause it's always within one, no matter who the opposition is, it's just completely strange. And people are going to bring up a lot of numbers uh, from the Islanders, especially of late, like the ice is tilted against them. Uh, pretty pretty drastically of late. Uh, they're getting great goaltending. Uh, Ilya Sorokin is on pace to become the first goalie since, I think, 1967 and only the second in NHL history um, to have a 
goals against average of 3.09 or higher, coupled with a save percentage of 914 or better. He's at 917 with a 3.1 right now. It's crazy. Uh, this is a psychotic, psychotic, psychotic team. Um, that my I I kind of can forgive them for the really poor numbers right now, just because they're missing two left hand shot defensemen. They're they brought in Mike Riley, who, who I think has like the right skill set for him, but it's going to take him time to to kind of learn how to pl- play this system, which is not really a system at all, anyways. But that's besides to learn how to uh, not skate forward. Yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to to learn how to play like uh, Nikita Zadorov, basically. Uh, but um, it's so I can forgive them. Also, you look at the opposition that they just played with this banged up roster, like the Devils, the Hurricanes, and the Panthers. They all do such a good job of uh, putting the puck uh, driving the play in the right direction so i can i can kind of just draw a line through the the underlying numbers through this the last couple performances but what i can't do is say that that's a reason to bet the islanders i think it's a reason like this team just isn't good enough you said it they're not good enough to be laying this kind of wood uh against any nhl team the sharks have been much much better compared to what they were start of the year and um this one likely comes down to whether or not San Jose's goaltending stands uh, a chance uh, against the Islanders. I mean, Noah Dobson, Brock Nelson are questionable. Those are two really good players for the Islanders. Uh, Matt Barzell was just sick. He missed the game against the Panthers. Sebastian Ajo and Anna Pellick, two left-handed defensemen, are out. Sam Bolduc is still getting a regular spin on the blue line. He's been brutal. Uh, it's 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 really a mess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you you you've got to be looking at San Jose here. Um, Nick. Yeah, I love San Jose here. And you gave it a fairly favorable spin with all the injuries. Those have been bad. Uh, I'm also looking at the last 15 games and the Islanders are sixth worst with a 45.6 expected goals percentage. And, you know, watching them, it, it agrees. They're getting caved in pretty bad. They have had a fairly hard schedule. It feels like they faced a lot of tough offenses, but still... And then you look at the Sharks. They're like six and seven in their last stretch. Like I know Tim talked about them winning three of five. Like it's a pretty big stabilization here for San Jose. Um, they're still looking like one of the league's worst if you look at the underlying results. But still, like this is a humongous number if we're talking about like this Isles team without some key pieces. I think Dobson's been really, really good. So yeah, he's I think hit, Dobson has been a legitimate. A he's been like a legitimate Norris Trophy fringe. Yes. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's 100%. been really, really good. He's point per game and playing 30 minutes a night on some night. Like it's, it's, it's been something. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin LeBanc's going to give, make his life hell, you know, Staten Island's own former, <laughs> another, uh, former future Islander. The sharks are littered with them. Hoffman, Duclair, all over. I the also place. dare say that I kind of like the under in this game. There's sixes out there as of Monday. I think this yeah. kind of sets up as a sneaky spot for that. Um, which is horrifying thinking about these two yeah. uh, teams right now. But I, I think it kind of sets up well. San, San Jose stabilized defensively, especially versus more manageable teams. So I kind of like that. And and you know, that's the way the Islanders kind of got to be eyeing playing right now. Yeah. I think uh, I, I was going to come on here and also say it's not a, not a bad game to like throw in a two, two exact score line bet, something like that. Cause it, it does feel like the Islanders will want to slow things down a bit which is counterintuitive when you're the more talented team, but they're just been such, they've been such a mess. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's one of those things you look at this game and you know how you need to play 
And then San Jose, you know, they've obviously don't have the most offensive talent by any means. So it's like a an offense they can keep in check. And right. you know, say some of the San Jose games that are broken open, I think it's a lot of the way like the team they're playing against. Like you look at like their nine goal game versus the Devils, nine goals combined, and it's like New Jersey's obviously just trying to push play one way. They get in a hole, they're chasing offense, that sort of thing. I think it's a little different than the way this one should set up. Yeah, the the formula for the Islanders will be like run the ball 60 times and hope to kick a couple field goals and just get out of there. Like, and that's, yep. and that's where treat, treat San Jose like they're bar like they're Barcelona, you know, yep. just, just shut down, shut down shop and uh, keep the game as predictable as possible. It's it. I think, um, and, and I, I, I'm an Islander fan, so uh, maybe I'm biased, but I think that these are, are two extremely fascinating teams for handicapping purposes. Cause I like, on you also have the Islanders goaltenders have, I think Varlamov looks in line to get the start tomorrow. Uh, he's been fabulous. So, the, like the goaltending edge is so tilted in favor of the Islanders. The Islanders' power play has been awesome. It's uh, Barzell and and Horvat have been so good. So, like the Islanders, all of a sudden have turned into that team that has like really good top end talent and good goaltending, and everything else in between is is missing, which is the opposite of what everybody thinks of the Islanders. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Okay, that was my juices are flowing uh, and they're going to come to a screeching halt here because I've got no interest in... Uh, Kings and uh, Blue Jackets as we get through the rest of the board. Uh, Los Angeles, they're great. They're coming off of a terrific showing uh, in a good spot, I would say, against Colorado. Uh, Kings are minus 218 going to Columbus. Uh, Jackets plus 180, uh, total six and a half. With uh, like with the spot and everything, I don't think the Kings would make a terrible parlay piece if you're like throwing together an eight-legger or something, trying to do something silly. But other than that, I don't I don't. I don't got much here, Nick. Yeah, I don't think it's like the smash spot on the Kings. I don't know. Numbers huge. Columbus has stabilized a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I'm not going to fade the Kings, but I, I didn't love the number. I think if you want to bet the Kings right now, there's you, there's division prices of plus 150 out there. I think that's pretty good. They have a soft schedule moving forward. They're deep. Uh, Copley's going to play reasonably well. They can just clean up wins. Vegas has kind of come to, come down to earth. I don't think the Canucks will play at a high end. Like I still think the Kings are drastically better team than the Canucks. Um, and it's much closer than it looks with the games in hand. So 
I get that there's kind of three teams in the mix, so plus 150 is not that appealing, but I actually think with the games in hand, the softer schedule and the fact that they're less prone to like injury issues kind of tanking their chances, I, I think they're actually a decent division bet right now. Yeah, I've, you know, LA 22 to one to win the cup preseason. So I, you know, I'm, I feel pretty good. It's one of those, <laughs> one of those things where uh, you want to pat yourself on the back for that, but then you're like, can we just start the playoffs now? I was yeah. going to say, you can't pat yourselves on the back yet. I remember last no, the- year I had someone message me when Toronto was the outright cup favorite heading into round two. And I was like, you don't get this Leafs team. <laughs> no, that's I'm not even remotely excited yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I was, I was mostly kidding. It's because you're just like, can you just start now? This feels like so much value. And, don't worry. They'll get there and they'll be one of the favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's so. All I think if if, um, if, want... if they were to put out a, a market of, of who will be the Stanley Cup favorite on day one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think the Kings would be the team. Yeah, I think it's a good Freaking call. I just want to clean up. Um, I want to clean up uh, Columbus real quick. Um, the Kings are a team right now, too. Why you love them is they take care of business against inferior opponents, too. Like they, they don't really seem to get tripped up. And a spot like this, though, I just... I kind of give, I think Columbus is a little feisty. And I think that a big win against uh, the Avs on Sunday night that LA could come out a little bit flat just because it's hard to be up for every single game, but it's not enough for me to to bite on Columbus. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, Columbus I think has been pretty be a sleepy spot. Yeah, they've been past their bottom for sure. They got yep. the win over the Devils. They played the Canes, beat the Bruins handily. The Canadians played well lost. against the Bruins the Bruins. other night too in a loss. Then, like, yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goal, it feels goal, like the goaltending's been fine. Um, yeah, keep, I think they're a good team just to keep, uh, uh, an eye on. Yeah. The league's insane. Every time I look at power rankings, there's like, I look at these, like, I'm like, that team's a bottom five team. And then I'm like, I guess that seems like fair of this guy to state, but it's just so close. Like it it, it feels hard. Oh, right. Red Wings and Sabres next. Could we see Patrick Kane make his debut? I guess sounds like his, no. His hometown Buffalo Sabres sounds like no. Uh, Red Wings minus one twenty five on the road in Buffalo. Uh, plus one hundred five for the Sabres. Uh, total six and a half. I think Buffalo is okay here as a home dog. And I know Nick, you're on the other side, which is kind of funny because I came into the season against Buffalo. You came into the season on Buffalo, and then you were against Detroit. And this is what betting was beautiful about betting, right? Now we've completely, you know. It's, Dosey doed around and I'm on uh I like Buffalo here, you like Detroit. Um at some point the Sabres have to start trending up. And and I know the injuries have been tough and they're getting some mediocre pedestrian performances from guys we expected bigger things from. Um the goaltending has been inconsistent at best. Uh so there's a lot of things going against Buffalo in in the bigger picture. But I don't think that the difference here is uh, so wide that Buffalo should be a, a a home pooch to this this Red Wings team that I think has a lot of flaws and they just play a very uh, on the margins game like they just want to make things low event. Uh, the, the scary thing is, I mean this this is another kind of sneaky under game where neither team like the Sabers don't create anything, the, the Red Wings don't really create much, and uh, this could end up being a rock fight. So I, I'll take the underdog in those situations most of the time. 
I think that's reasonable. I actually thought the under was a good play Saturday. I bet it. I wrote an article on it. I still don't think it was that bad. There's some cheesy goals that blew it open quick. But um, I think the Sabres have been horrific. They look terrible every freaking night. That was such a good spot last night versus the Preds, yeah. and they just look lifeless. Like what? They the get fuck? called out. And they it. get called the S word by their. Well, they are. They like, come in. I know they are. Cousins. They... Is... Not the same guy he was. Tuck's been brutal. Like the only guy you're happy about is JJ Paterka and some of those guys. Greenway's out of the lineup, which is probably addition by subtraction because he's been horrible. That line gets completely caved in every night. Um, But the Sabres look bad and and they've lost it offensively. Like they have nothing going offensively. They're really flat. Um, So I actually think it's a decent spot on the wings. They keep winning these important games. Uh, I don't know. I, I. I didn't have like a huge, huge amount of conviction here, but I, I kind of think, and I've also had a horrible feel for the Red Wings. Admittedly, they are just one of those teams right now that it feels like if I bet them, they lose. And uh, if I fade them, they win big. But I just think if you look at the totality of what these teams are, are doing, it's, it, it is almost like you're really counting on Buffalo just showing more to say they're a decent bet here at this kind of a number versus a wings team. That's been pretty good. Um, UPL has been a lot better than the times they've tried uh, Levi and Comrie, but still, I don't know. Maybe this is the best. Um, maybe Tage Thompson has, has a hell of a heart case. <laughs> I mean, like the, the, that's the thing so... that like that was. <sighs> they weren't. He's great their before. heartbeat. It was yeah. just they like the catalyst for like so but, much. I mean, they yeah. were looking different before that too, though they weren't didn't have the same pop offensively. Tage kind of included. They did co- totally true, but he just he stirs the drink for them. That's and true. I, the, yeah. the bottom fell out when that happened. I, I'm not betting him until he's back. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't care if I'm getting five cents of value. I'm. I'm not going looking for it. I. I I'm not. They're not a play until he comes back because he's the heartbeat of that team. Oh and man, could, you are. You are. You are sorely mistaken because they've got a trip to Boston on Thursday night and. Uh, I dare you not to bet them in that one because <laughs> I, I I didn't look that far. <laughs> I'm, I'm focused on next next team up. I guess I'm not. I wasn't thinking that far ahead. Yeah, you can book that right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of the under Nick uh, Buffalo in their last ten, um, two and eight, uh, two overs, eight unders. That doesn't so, surprise me because they're yeah, a whole different team now. They're, they're, they they have no offense yeah. and they just try to hang around. They're they're the same as they're like the same as the Washington Capitals, except the difference is the Capitals are getting incredible goaltending. It's yeah, it's, yeah. they just don't. It, and we have Anthony Mantha out there. And you got yeah, you got the the moose, the fourth line and, moose. You know what? Actually, might be a good point about the the Tage thing is that. Sure, you know, one guy in hockey doesn't mean that much in terms of, you know, it's it's not a quarterback. But when he is playing, if you think about it, they get to slot everybody down a run, right? And it just that's better for their team. They have guys playing too too many, too many minutes that shouldn't be. And when you have Tage, it just allows that line at all. Everyone should just go can go down a run, and that makes your team better. I really wanted to bet um the Blackhawks here, but didn't get a big enough number. They're hosting the Predators. Uh, Nashville's minus 180, Chicago plus 150, and a total of six and a half. Um, yeah, I think, I think Tim, you, you jotted down an, an angle here that I don't think is bad at all, which is the Predators team total. Yeah. Sh- showing three and a half right now, minus 115. 
I didn't grab it yet because I wanted to see what you guys thought about it, but it's really a play on Nashville is, uh, I think, a little underrated offensively. At least they've surprised me a little bit offensively. They rank about mid- middle of the pack in the league, which should be good enough um, <laughs> to score goals against a Chicago team that is pretty dreadful defensively in terms of allowing shots, allowing goals, allowing chances. And I just think you're not going to find a ton of value betting, um, betting on team totals against Chicago, because, you know, it's usually going to like, if you're betting a good team against them, you're not going to have much value. And so I'm like, can I get value on like a middle of the road team that I think is actually, you know, a little underrated offensively? Yeah. I mean, Uh, I don't think it's, Oh uh, yeah. I was just gonna say, I don't think it's a bad angle. The Preds have been a sneaky high event team. I still kind of think if you like that, like the Pred 60 minute line is minus 120. Right. Which I don't right. Mind. That's I how I feel pretty, too. Like, so you think there's a decent, you could sit and do the math on it, but basically you think there's a reasonable chance Chicago will score four goals if you like that. If not, because the other, because the other side of it is if you, like, you can obviously win if the Preds win 3-1. The Preds win 3-2 in regulation. Right. So I almost think that's a little better just because I'm like, this Chicago offense right now, like, you just got to lock up Bedard, basically, and then go from there. Which, poor Bedard, because it is freaking bad right now. No one is helping him. I think he's been as good as advertised and then some, which I know I'm going to oh. be biased to because that was my take in the off season, But, like... He isn't. I thought he had some plays in that Winnipeg game. That were well, you want to know what you want to know why he was really good in that Winnipeg game? Because Anthony Beauvillier was playing with them. Like Beauvillier <laughs> was great, and then he he couldn't travel with them to Minnesota because well, of the BC. yeah. Like if, I but think that's just how sad it is too. It's gonna, like a guy who couldn't even get in a lineup. Imagine if he had some good players. Like imagine if he had. Oh, like, that's sad. But it, and, I, I brought that up in actual seriousness. I think if Beauvillier does get his visa issues sorted out, he's he's a decent anytime goal scorer bet for, for the time being um, because they, he'll play with Bedard and he's an actual NHL player. I mean, talk about, well, you know, Tage Thompson driving the play. Bedard drives the play. He's the only guy that could drive he's the play so on that good. team. And he's, he's awesome. freaking 18 years old. Um, his line mates I, against uh, Minnesota were uh, Foligno, Nick Foligno and uh, Kershaw. He's played with those two a lot. He's yeah. played probably more games with Nick Foligno but, than not. How, how much of an up, upgrade, it. though, would you say, like, Anthony Beauvillier is? And, and this is Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah, he's They're fine. Probably, but, like, but on Foligno, if he can make sense. I should Kershaw's pretty good. He's a player. Yeah. I think you, how many? It's, a, it's an actual jump, which is crazy because we're talking about Anthony Beauvillier. A guy who couldn't I, play in Vancouver this year. Right. I mean, in... um. Nick, I think the why I go back to that team total versus three way, I just looked at it as the only the way that Nashville can loses the game is if they're outscored, and that's why I was like kind of like my head like I, I'm I'm afraid they get outscored. That that's the path, right? I don't think um, I think Nashville gets theirs. So am I am I wrong there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I I kind of like the Preds the more I think about it. I feel like I might end up there. They've been pretty damn good. Like that yeah. Rangers yeah. was good again, and then they win the next night in Buffalo. Their analytics are pretty good. They look, they feel like a kind of team that I want to bet on in this spot, like claiming the important points versus Chicago. You know what I mean? Like it's not like yep. a should be Saros spot at all. Should be. yeah. I mean, if it's not, whatever. I mean, I you want to do the Kevin Lankin in revenge game, maybe? But yeah, and Lankin's been fine. Yeah, he's been good. How uh, many? How many teams in the in how many pro hockey leagues in the world is Felino a first liner on? Yeah, I don't know. Depends it's not... what the coach values. I think. Yeah. 
Oh man. Uh yeah, I think there's some you can have some fun betting that one. Uh onto the wild and flames next. It's essentially pick them. Minnesota's a, a nominal underdog, minus one oh eight, flames minus one twelve, and a total six. I do want to start going against the wild again. Uh the number just wasn't good enough here on Calgary to do so. Uh, I think that people are and, and their numbers were good, so we knew that this run was coming and, and they deserve full marks for it. Uh but I'm expecting things to get maybe a tad relative to it being the Minnesota wild uh, out of hand with the, the new coach bump and, you know, this little winning streak when the flaws are, are still there. Like you, especially on Mark Andre flurry start, start nights. It's, uh, it's a team that I, I'll look in, at least in the time being uh, to go against um, because the scoring depth makes them pretty vulnerable when they get to, to expensive numbers. Um, so I would lean towards Calgary very 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 slightly here uh nick yeah i agree i would make i think you make the flames a slight favorite here prices look pretty fair uh to talk about the wild boost like how nice is it to wander in if you're john hines to a team that's already like play moving play in the right direction like the last 10 games and then they just get to play the blues the preds and the hawks as humongous favorites and then everyone's talking about how he's come in and made a difference some of those games the coaches haven't even put anything in place yet they're more or less just running the bench um and then you know it's just and my point here is kind of that i don't really think they've proven that much different i don't think the bottom was ever as bad as their results were they got good in goaltending lately um but the flames continue to compete hard too this just feels like one that's going to be competitive i don't really have an interest in betting aside again Feels like these games in Calgary, you know, are just going to be close and competitive. And this just looks like another one. They, they um, I, mean, I know we make fun of them, but Bill Guerin should get a lot of credit for firing coach when he did, because that's a great, great spot for a new coach. Like, hey, I get to justify it right off the bat. He's going to be a favorite in three straight. Like, you're going <laughs> to yeah, do that's it. That's true. Like, we're immediately yeah, going to go. He knows he's going to look good. Yep. Teams do kind of do that, I think, too. You always see it. They right? wait and then they like the first game when they bring in the new guy. Like, what wasn't it? Talk it last year. He got yeah. in such a good spot. And and Boudreaux the, the year before that. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it happens all the time at soccer. It, I, I had a sneaky suspicion that Lane Lambert was going to be fired this morning. And part of my logic was they have the Sharks and Blue Jackets up to the next two games. So, if like it was Dean Evison or Jay Woodcroft or Turk Galan or whoever was coming in was gets to walk into those that situation, but um, the Islanders Levo, are sticking with Lane. How many Monday mornings have you said that line? <laughs> two, two out of the last. <laughs> they're, they're You're saying the last it when they're coming off two good wins. Now that's how bad it's been. We've seen coaches get fired after wins. That's We've what I. Th- oh yeah, for well, sure. That's, that would be the Lou thing to do is would be to not yeah. fire him after the Western Canada trip, then wait and then do it because the process still looks um, kind of wonky. That's the um, thing. If you made the decision, like one win, ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah. most guys yeah. get how hockey works. Most I just guys. want to, uh, I want to close on a uh, wild uh, flames. I, I'm excited to bet both teams going forward. Cause I think they, they profile as Leboff would say profile is good underdogs. The problem is they're playing each other and it's kind of, feels That's like it kind, kind of, of the way uh, I see it too. Yeah. Like I, I like them both, but they're playing each other. And then it feels like I'm basically betting uh, with Vig on a coin flip and, that's uh, yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. I love this Western wild card race. I think it's my favorite yeah. thing right now. I look at it and I'm just it's exciting. There's so many teams right in the mix and pretty much just the hawks and the sharks and kind of the ducks out of it, I would say. All right, let's talk about those ducks. You declare them dead. Uh let's see if they get the the a bounce here. Um 
they're plus 250 against the Avalanche, who they just beat the other night uh, to get off the schneid. Uh, two and eight in their last 10 for Anaheim. Um, Colorado, of course, prohibitive minus 310 favorite. The Ducks plus 250 traveling uh, to Ball Arena and a total of six and a half. This looks like uh, one-way traffic to me, uh, but with the way Colorado has been such a, a messy f- team just generally this season, I, I don't really feel confident laying it. So I'd, I'm thinking I'm going to work in I, uh, maybe, I don't know who yet. Maybe it'll be McKinnon or Ranton and, uh, on a, on a hat trick bet and try to find a retirement round Robin uh, on the slate. If I can, if I can do it, uh, Nick, but that's really my only thought on, on this one. I like the over here. I think it's a good spot. It's going to be a square play, but I, I think this is one of my favorite looks of the night. Uh, the ducks have defended really poorly. They're giving up just a ridiculous amount of goals. Uh, I, I think they are due for some regression on that front, but like they're defending terribly. I don't think they're going to turn around that much. And John Gibson's not that good. He had a decent start to the year, but that was his best stretch of play in forever. Um, so, I mean, I guess he had a pretty good game Saturday versus the Avs, but I just look at this and it feels like one where the Avs are just going to come one-way traffic and the Ducks might should be able to get some at the other end of and the other thing that's kind of interesting is Georgiev has really come down to earth. Like he is, he is, he was so, so good at start of the year. He's actually kind of in a bit of a rut here. So it'll be interesting to watch that as it goes forward. Cause he's one of those guys. No one thought he was this good prior to last year coming into Colorado. He has such a good year. And now you see him in like a six, seven game rut. And it'll be kind of interesting to see how he comes out of that. Just because like how good, is he really going to prove to be in the end anyway? So it just looks like one it should be pretty high event. The Ducks still have some scoring punch. And um, if McCarr sits, I don't hate that for the total either because he's still such a good defender. I think it gives him a better chance to attack some of these weaker uh, Ducks D. It's a lot of minutes that he's not out there. And I still think the Avs can get theirs without him offensively. So I like that. Hopefully Leo Carlson plays. That was an unreal game Saturday. I just makes me sad every time he's not in the lineup now, I think. I will say, surprisingly, I, I was trying to do the research here. Uh, you guys were talking. I couldn't find it. On my my uh, record betting on or against the Avs this year, I feel like I have a great feel for this team. And I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think that you have to figure out who gets their attention. And I thought, you know, you could say L.A. should have got their attention on Sunday, but it was a pretty tough spot for Colorado. So, you know, you mentioned that earlier, Leboff. I think after just losing to Anaheim, they've lost three in a row at this little Southern California, Arizona trip. The Ducks will have their attention again. And that's when I want to back uh, Colorado. So I took them puck line at minus 122. I'd probably like it to 130, 135-ish. But since Nick likes the over, I think um, Sam Gamparle, Colorado, and the over. I just looked it up. Pays about plus 144. Yeah, I think that's really reasonable. I, I like kind of everyone's looks here i think the stars on the abs are going to shine too um we played this tim the last it was a great spot i think the ducks were back to back but i remember we did oh. give this up the last avalanche ducks game would end up being like eight two yep um, yep i think i don't know if this you know gets to that but I yeah agree. It's a good the ducks the ducks abs. are no strangers to i don't hate the abs team totals over four and a half plus 125 too i think that's kind of a decent little look Okay, uh, we'll wrap it up with our best bets. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Just with the way that the, the slate shook out, we, we we basically touched on everything, so we'll be pretty brief. Um, Tim, 
You can go first. All right, my best bet here. Oh, we already I already basically did it, right? Uh, the Canucks. Um, we I went back on uh on Nick there. I I'm interested. We kind of left like a cliffhanger on uh your rebuttal here and the things I laid out in terms of I think New Jersey, like you know, we're talking about where's the bottom? Is this the bottom on New Jersey? I don't know. You know what? We all know it as NHL fans. The these windows are small to win Stanley Cups, and I'm really high on the Devils, or was really high on the Devils. But sometimes things can just happen. And, you know, in terms of injuries, in terms of poor goaltending, um, their stars got hurt at the wrong time at the beginning of the year where it's important to get off to a good start that you can kind of just have a dud kind of a year. And I don't think it's like a, you know, bottom lottery pick type bad year, but they're just underwhelming. And I think they could continue to be underwhelming. They, I think Vancouver is going to make less mistakes than New Jersey and that's what I'm willing to back. Yep, I like it. That's my favorite bet too. Canucks goaltending uh, is a huge, huge difference here between what the Devils are getting. Vanacek has been the worst goalie by goal saved above expected in the league. Schmidt is not behind, far behind him. Uh, and and I think your point about the Oilers is a really good one, Nick. Actually, um, that it, and I think that it'll, it'll take some time for for this team to stabilize, and it'll take something to happen for them to do that. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm not saying it's a coaching change, but like Schmidt getting sent down and. Bringing yeah. in a bring just bringing in like a stopgap who can just sit on the bench. <laughs> There's something that needs that's big begged for to happen. Uh, so I like the Canucks too as a as a small home favorite as my favorite bet. Uh, over to you, Nick. Yeah, I like the over as my favorite bet. Um, in the Avs Ducks game, we just kind of went through it. Both goaltenders haven't been great. I think this is a spot where the Avs are really just going to look to get aggressive, push play in the right direction. Ducks games have been pretty high scoring. I see that continuing moving forward. Um, and like I said, I think with Makar out, that's actually favorable to the over, even though he's such an important offensive piece. Um, the abs are a little, they've got some weaker guys playing uh, minutes on the blue line right now. So I just think this sets up well as a good spot to bet on the over. And I'll just touch quick on my perspective, Tim, on the rebuttal on the Devils game. I just look at this, their roster that's in this game, it's giving them credit that they're going to like figure it out because they played kind of ugly as a team. But their roster that's in this game can still be power rated like top five in the whole league. So if you're going to give them any kind of goaltending, I do think it's a potential Casey to Smith spot too. He's sat for three straight games. Um, yeah, I think they'll come out here and their their speed will show through. They can cause some problems. As much as good as the Canucks have been, they're like, like I said, five and five last 10. Their numbers are looking more underwhelming. I think that Myers and uh, Zadarov is going to prove to be a trash. I can't wait. To, I, I can't to wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. And he's going to like Talkett's already shown he's going to use them versus Hughes and them. And I'm like, sweet, let's do it. Well, it's funny. Worst D man on a non playoff team. So it's funny, Nick, that since this total seven, so we're expecting a, you know, high variance type game here. And you're just betting that um, New Jersey stars, you know, rise to the occasion. And and, and it's not even just their stars, though. Like you look at their depth, it's ridiculous. Like their third line right now is Holtz, McLeod, and Meyer. Like that is stacked. Well, I think I think Meyer sucks, but <laughs> Palat, Heisher, Brett, Brett, Toffoli, Hughes, Mercer. Like their lineup is a yep. complete wagon. Yep. I think Nemich is going to be good. They just got to start. All those guys are stars in there. my book. Like a lot yeah, of those guys really still are so stacked. Like they're, I think, going to turn around. Their analytics are really good, and I know that doesn't credit probably how bad some of the breakdowns have been. But yeah, uh, I'm not sold that they're not going to be a really uh, good team at all. Lebov, I wanted to say I I I'm an idiot and I got lost in the sauce here trying to track down my 
my Colorado record. But I, I guess my best bet is actually is the Senators is what I put on the rundown, even though I, I stole your thunder on the Canucks. That's okay. I, I, I cannot read on my glasses on. We Zoom play on the record. we play on the fly here, man. Everything's oh, on the fly. And I want uh, to apologize. So, uh, but yeah, I, I we we talked a lot about I think this Canucks Devils game is is a is a beautiful one to handicap, too, because uh, as Nick even said, just right off the jump, like you can make such a good argument uh, for either side uh, in, in this game and, and feel pretty confident in it. And Tim and I feel pretty confident in Vancouver. Nick feels confident in New Jersey. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll be back again on Wednesday to talk about uh, the four game slate, maybe take a look at some big picture stuff in the league. And again, on Thursday, uh, things get very busy on Thursday night. So uh, we'll we'll be sharper then. Uh, with with our picks but uh, until then until wednesday for tim kalinowski and nick martin i'm michael lebop thank you for listening to line change please rate review and subscribe uh, please check out all the other action network podcasts when you have a moment uh, leave reviews for them as well uh, and thank you to our producer noah for all the hard work on the back end action network reminds you please gamble responsibly If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.